The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it? it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words. Well, how about this woman? It's you are really hired, Mr. Stark. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. That one's really soft. That's anemic, man. Come on, you can do better than that. <laughs> no, that's about all the interest we get out of people. <laughs> yeah, well, probably. Anyway, uh, and all right, whew, tap it for applause. Anyway, this is the Comic Book Chronicles. I am your host, Roddy Cat, and you can find me at Roddy Cat on uh, the Twitters at Roddy Cat and also. Uh, Instagram, CB Caps on Instagram, the uh, News Notes Need on Twitter, and the News Notes Need Reddit. And with me tonight is uh, the bespeckled. Uh, well, well, I don't, I don't even know what to call that that thing. But you know what? Um, PC and underscore dirt, ladies and gentlemen, you can find him on PC and underscore uh, on on the skirt. No, don't look there. Don't look there. PC and underscore dirt on Twitter. Uh, Pop Culture Network on Twitter, popculturenetwork.com, and there's various other uh, enterprises. Uh huh. Yes. Is that, uh huh? Not, not Upskirt, uh, whatever I said. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm hoping that's not you anyway. <laughs> I just can't help it. I can't help it. <laughs> Is that what's going to happen every time you use one of our underscores now? That's funny. Hey, you know what? It's right before it, so I don't know. You guys chose to do that. I can't. I can't do nothing with it. And also with us tonight is underscore agents underscore seventy <laughs> triple X X X uh, dash. I don't know. This somebody's screen name somewhere. Now, agent underscore seventy. You can find him at agent underscore seventy on Twitter and Instagram. I thought that was the party horn. I was about to say, and the buzzer is done. We are done, folks. Have a good night and um, come back next week. No, uh, okay, now no. here we are, the Combo Chronicles, and um, you can find this podcast. Oh, well, excuse me, let me say that. Tim is not here. So, Tim D O G G 98 on Twitter. It's just threw me all off. V Click Nation on Twitter. That's V K L I Q N A T O N. CB Cron on Twitter. V Click Nation.com. And, of course, CBR, Comic Book Resources, where he's writing his face off. There you go. And you can find this podcast on CSPN.us. That's the Cold Slither Podcast Network. Go there. Find us and other nice, great shows. Uh, Do it today. Exactly. And, of course, you can subscribe to this podcast on Google Play, Apple iTunes, a.k.a. Uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can find us on Spotify and the Cold Slither Podcast Network's SoundCloud page. All right, let's get into it. But before we do, I will go ahead and say that uh, the guys had um, put together a treasure edition for Avengers Endgame uh, that is out in feed right now. If you have not checked it out, you should go and do so. Also, spoiler warnings, we spoil everything. Which the, the spoiler ban has been lifted already by the Russos, so it's, it's all good. If you ain't seen it by now, I'm sorry. Yeah, and, really and also, not watch. We, we spent several mo- minutes of the show trying to figure out where Roddy was. So, 
Oh, Roddy, can you explain to the people why you boycotted our show? About I Avengers? did not boycott the show. I was held up. Thank you very much. And by the time I got home, <laughs> the show was like halfway over, and I didn't want to add to it. Simple as that. Um, <laughs> Believe funny. me, I I was the first person to want to talk about the thing, but it was like the thing just kind of ran away. So I know. I was saying to everyone, I was like, wait, Roddy was chomping at the bit to spoil everything on last week's show. And he, he goes, wasn't and then, able to make it to the treasury. Not only that, I had seen it that day. I had just seen oh, it for wow. a second down that day in, in preparation. So I was like, needless to say, I was a little disappointed, but it was kind of beyond my control. Actually, I was thinking about something to, to do about that, but and whether I will work that out, whether I want to do the work to, to do that is beyond me at this point. But not, what's not beyond me at this point is uh, getting into this week's comics for the week. Uh, we're going to start off with the War of the Realms Journey into Mystery, number two. Which All right. uh, we did not mention the last time we talked about this, is written by the McElroys. And if you uh, have been around the internet for any length of time, you may know them for their Adventure Zone uh, podcast. Or, you know, like me, you know them from a, a couple of them uh, working at Polygon as video, I mean, as uh, video game reviewers. Okay. Um, and I believe actually the dad has another book coming out if it's not out already. So apparently, like, like I said, it's, there's other avenues to get into comic book writing outside of being a comic book, actual comic book writer. Right. But um, with the issue at hand, so I thought this was weird because I could maybe I thought I'd missed something for a second because I, I could have sworn at the end of this book there was a confrontation between the group. And Ares, who we had just found was hunting down uh, Odin's daughter, the the youngest Odin's daughter. Uh, I don't remember exactly. My instincts say they had gotten away because they had done something to a bridge. Uh, well, they were. Yeah, that was. But I figured it would have still. Well, yeah, because they knocked out the bridge. That was that was in between the two. But you would have felt. You know, because they had they had knocked out the bridge and it was like going to make a stand there, but you would think it was going to finish up. I mean, you know, go from there, but apparently it didn't, and they're back right. on the road and they end up at a um, a campground that um, is inhabited by some folks who you did not expect to see, which calls right. upon another event from the past, which I thought was kind of funny, right. So, just very quickly, at the beginning of the issue, we actually find oh. out why Ares, of all people, exactly. has decided to switch sides and uh, take, at least temporarily, as far as we know, the side of the invading uh, um, demons of Mus- demons of Muspelheim. So, um, we find out why that's the case, and then we catch up with the... Um, the makeshift band of babysitters, which is pretty, you know, which is pretty amusing. The entire sure. the entire group is amusing, and as Roddy Cat mentioned, they run into a group of uh, um, folks who are living off the grid, literally off every grid, including the universe's grid, um, mm. because we don't expect to see them um, uh, sitting around uh, in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Which puts me in mind that uh, something my wife told me that a, a friend of hers that we knew from school a, a teacher went off the grid in a similar fashion i'm like okay but anyway uh yeah so the whole thing ends up being and the whole things end up being 
I dare say a mix up but it wasn't really it's like one group thought one thing was happening then the other group was like hey some, something else was happening uh but at the same time treating the other group as kind of a threat right you know to their livelihood and the other to the threat to their safety right so ultimately you know they sort of uh uh come to a detente at, at the very least and it's all it's at it's uh, as a result of the influence of baby Lausa, yeah, uh, Odin's daughter, and there's more to her than meets the eye. Which you, she's not a transformer. Have... No, oh, no, she is not. But she has seemed to have manifested her what powers, some sort of powers that she has, or exactly. is going to have. Um. So yeah, that was that was pretty much that. It was a, it was an interesting issue. I, the only other thing that kind of I, oh, that's probably not a tie because um. There was a part where Kate gets a bow, and I was thinking it was like, it looked like the bow from from the Dungeons Dragon cartoon, which it kind of was. But it turns out that's actually that bow that was handed to him from Druid, is an actual is an actual thing. Oh, you mean like an actual magical uh, uh, yeah. artifact? Um, presumed, yes. Okay. And matter of fact, even Druid said like, "Yeah, this is the bow of Shiva," and this and another. And it turns out that's exactly what it that is. So somebody did their hard homework. Okay. So, I thought that was an interesting note, you know. Well, there's a couple, and, and just before we leave the issue, hmm. there's a couple of uh, funny asides about yes. how long these particular scrolls have been um, uh, in hiding and what their uh, pop culture references are. Yes, yes. There's some interesting pop culture references brought uh, brought forward in this issue as well. Yes, one particular one from... I, I expected another one, but the one from Terence's Bride was a, a particularly amusing one. And one was literally a Van Damme pose. Yes. Like a Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, you know, straight out of Bloodsport or... I think it was or, a hard target. Uh, or... Yeah, maybe it was hard target, right, yeah. with the, with the uh, mullet hair. yeah. So I was like, "Huh, that was a that's a, that's a pull." <laughs> that's funny. So that's funny. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, um, you know, you know, ultimately, when we get to the uh, the the end of the issue, we're left with, uh, I believe, it's a, a a pretty interesting cliffhanger. Um, you know, with the uh, with the pot with the what uh, Lausa might actually be. Right. And the next issue. Um, shows that uh, the oh, yes. babysitters group is not going to be able to stay uh, stationary for very long. Yes, they're 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 because they're moving west, and uh, a certain part of west is going to come into play next issue. Sure. So, from that we go into okay, whatever that is in the background. But War of the Realms: New Agents of Atlas Number One. Yes. Now. So. I would. It would. Would it be fair to say that you, Agent Seventy, and I both were kind of slightly looking forward to seeing this? Well, for yeah, for 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 several reasons too. Um, I have to say, a happy. Uh, uh, is it Asian Pacific yes. American Heritage Asian, Month? Yes, yes, all that. So happy that, and um, it, it's funny that they waited until uh, the beginning of May to launch this particular tie-in book i suspect so, that was probably calculated even despite the fact that war of the Rome's was going on 
Right, I think so too. So ultimately, what we have is the print introduction, and I'm I, I, I'm being very specific when I say that mm. it's the print introduction of several characters that have made their various appearances online yes. in video games, uh, and especially whatnot. in mobile game, especially in mobile gaming, mm-hmm. because that has a worldwide a worldwide reach that doesn't require. Uh, as high a buy-in as maybe console gaming does. So uh, it's interesting to see these characters thrown in with characters who we had seen earlier in Greg Pak's uh, Totally Awesome Hulk run right? Uh, that he had assembled as the uh, Protectors. Which I, I suspect there's probably a reason why they can't use that name for And I feel like I've seen the articles suggesting as much, but I'm not sure if that's true or not. Well, the Protectors was that... Uh... Malibu comic series. It was their superheroes in the mid nineties. And right. I think Marvel bought the rights to yeah. Mal- Malibu, all their stuff. So they should be able to use the name. Right. That's, that's right. what I'm glad that you brought that up because that was my understanding as well. And I'm surprised that they can't use the name since they own it. If that's oh, the case. You know, but... I wonder, I wonder if the name is actually uh, from the golden age. So it's public domain. So they don't want to use it. Uh, like, because it would have to be like Marvel's the protectors or whatever. Right. Mm. I don't know because I do. I feel like I do remember seeing that there was something about they they couldn't or use or maybe Greg Parker said something. I don't know, but regardless, they're not using it. And you know, since War of the Realms come on, came on and they had this other property, they had this other thing uh, with Agents of Atlas. They they threw it on that instead, which I've it's. It was a pretty good intro because like you, you pretty much hit the ground running. Like it's 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 um, the issue pretty much goes well it starts at the time War of the Realm starts and then kind of gets into the, basically sticks around the first issue during uh, of War of the Realms and you right. basically get an intro to these other groups like uh, Agent Seventy. I mean these other um, characters. Uh, as well as the ones from, like he just said, uh, Totally Awesome Hulk, and then they all come together for a reason. Apparently, Jim Wu has a uh, his his own Xavier School, pan- right? Pan- right. Pan- that was pretty uh, interesting to see that he had already established they had established something for that side of the world mm-hmm. to help teach not you know not specifically mutants but just generally folks who have superpowers, right? Yeah, sort of an Xavier School slash superhero high of sorts. Right. Yeah, I was about to say that's more apt. I think it's more of like an, a, a superhero high academy or an Avengers academy. Yeah. So, and speaking of speaking of Avengers, there Jimmy Woo has pretty much taken a, a page out of um, the Avengers when it comes to recruitment, because they were basically just sitting there eating uh, eating dinner, and then War of the Realms break out, and it's like, all right, you're all agents of Atlas, go. Right. <laughs> so, so anybody who's at the table, well, with the exception of. Miss Marvel, who who we know is with the champions, right? And she has a more uh, pressing, you know, and more responsibilities with the champions, so she had right. to branch off right there. Although the weird part about that part was because it's like it all came about because of the fact that you know, due to what's going on in Champions, uh, the, the the tension between Miss Marvel and and Amadeus, you know, sure. kind of played out here. But the way Champions kind of set it off. It made it sound like, well, Amadeus is just off with just making, you know, he basically went off with his other team by himself so he could show off or whatever the case may be. But what we see in this issue is that Miss Marvel's like, no, nah, you go with them. <laughs> Let him be your problem. <laughs> Let him be his problem. 
Right. So, so she basically traded him off for for a minute, you know. Um, for so so it was like so it didn't sound like I don't know if like um, Pac and um and um Zub Zub yeah talked about that whole thing like that, but either way, it's, it's a small point, but it was just it seemed kind of weird. Right, it was just a different. It was. I want to say it was maybe two, you know, two different sides of the same coin, basically. Um, yeah. But uh, but you know, just to wrap the the discussion on this book, it was a lot to take in, um, because of so many characters being thrown at you. Right. But it's it's a lot of fun simply because you're getting to see a lot of just different looks and different locales and different cultures being uh being highlighted and like i said this must have been fun for anyone who's familiar with these characters from video games because i was kind of overwhelmed to a certain extent like wow who is this and where are they from and what's going on and why did they do that right even yeah even i like i knew a couple of these characters but there was like one of them that i didn't know didn't know of, or probably two of them actually that I didn't know of. I'm like, all right, I know the rest of these folks, but these two because I hadn't played the game that they are associated with, right? But yeah, right. I mean, the, I'm sure the second issue is going to play a lot better. And uh, I think there's still some characters it, still still hasn't been introduced yet. I, I was about to say how many more how many more characters are they going to have? I think there's one, the Swordmaster. I think who's going to come out as well, right? Um, but, uh, but ultimately. It was it was nice to see these character you know these characters uh be, you know get introduced and under the the principle of uh, you know what's funny is that uh, there's two Greg Pak books out this week um, and they both kind of uh, have stories that tread upon the same ground uh, about you know kind of Pan Asian uh, differences and and similarities so uh, we'll get to that when I talk about Ronin Island number three mm. okay. Uh, well, we think we've wrung that one out of the out of the thing. Um, what's next? Do you want to talk about Friendly Neighborhood Spidey yes. number six? Yes. All right. Um, so, go ahead. I wanted to say just very quickly, and I know Roddy had some more to say about this. Um, this turned into one of the better Make a Wish fantasy stories ever. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, this was actually a great. Um, it's an it's an ode to speaking of role playing. You know, we were talking about role playing a little bit before, like D and D, you know, like D and D style with the with that bow. Mm. This is actually a great uh, ode to how much fun role playing can be, whether or not you are in a D and D style uh, campaign or setting, mm-hmm. because that's what's going on in here. Yeah, pretty and much. It, and it, and it's such a great it's a great ode to role playing and storytelling. Um, you know, utilizing, um, you know, sim- very simple, you know, uh, props and effects and, and, and just telling a great story using your imagination. Mm-hmm. I definitely recommend reading this. This is a potential click of the week for me because yeah. it touches on not just the whole, and I know Roddy's about to explain more, not just the whole make a wish idea, but also the idea of how much fun role playing can be. Yes. So, and again, now that I think about it, it, it also kind of harkens back to if you think about the scene in Ant Man and the Wasp where Scott and his daughter in the beginning was playing, right? It, it pretty much harkens back to that as well because that because 
when you're going into this, you don't realize what's really going on, except for you're thinking like, wait, what is what's going on with this little character, and why are these characters like this? And one, why is this villain? Because here's what I was thinking it was like, because the first, first I was thinking it was like, wait, this is they're in another dimension, and this is that spider kid from um, from Edge of Spider getting Spider PD, whatever his name is. Right, right, right. And I thought it was that at first, and then it was like, oh wait, this, that's something about this can't be the case, and then you find out that it's basically a big uh, make-a-wish thing, and they've had, like, you know, you see the props and all the stuff that gets that they set up at the hospital to, to make this happen. And, um, like I said, it, it was it's, it's a, a great little one-and-done story, um, in, including the fact that and you knew something was wrong where Stiltman ends up being the big bad. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, <laughs> because they but, threw me as well. You know, right. as Roddy Cat said, you you go into the book not understanding exactly what's going on, and it almost seems like a a, a random villain, random Spidey villain of the week, mm. and then all sixty, you know, it becomes yes. a, a the sinister a, a gigantic, sixty right. It becomes a gigantic battle uh, with the sixty of Spidey's villains, and uh, you know, even after that, you know, kind of confusion. Somehow, Stiltman becomes stupendously <laughs> important. Right. Uh, oh, and there is a page. I think it was, I, I don't know what it is physically. It might still be the same way, but I know page 10 digitally, where they had the big spread. Right. I think it's probably 10 and 11, whatever the case may be, but where they had the big spread, the, the, that big fight with all of them. That was pretty well done, even though some of it was like, you know, those like little small boxes. Right. Know, yeah. The layout is, is simplified. Yeah. But it, but it, um, but it was effective, and it was like, all right, that was that was a pretty good layout job there going on. Um, so yeah, if you get a chance to, to read uh, Friendly Neighborhoods, but and then once it clicked in, there was a, it was a, uh, you know, like a make a wish thing. It was like, oh yeah, of course, because Aunt May has cancer, sure. so now you know, P, aka Spider Man, is kind of doing sure. what he can. And just for and just for uh, PCN underscore Dirt's sake. There's actually a great line in this that just made me laugh out loud. You know, I don't know if you're going to have a chance to read this um, at some point, Dirt, but there's a great line in this that, that, that there's an exchange between Spider-Man and this version of Spider-Bite. And um, it's about Stiltman. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know? I know what you're talking about. So, so essentially, and, <laughs> and, and mild spoiler alert, spoiler, spoiler alert here for anyone who, who's not, who hasn't read this yet. You know, Stiltman, you know, has been, uh, 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 I wouldn't underestimate, uh, underestimate Stiltman, Spider-Bite says to Spider-Man, <laughs> please, Spider-Man replies, he has the proportional powers of a man with a convenient ladder. That's freaking hysterical. Yeah, I thought that was, that was a pretty good line. Like, I nearly cried laughing. So <laughs> right, there you go. There you so, go. Like I said, it's like, yeah, like I just said, it's a potential. It was a fun story re- before you even find out, you know, what goes on at, at the end of it and start to get mm-hmm. touching after that. And But it was just a good, fun story, which, you know, they've been keeping friendly neighborhood, even with the, the Aunt May stuff, they've been keeping it relatively light. Sure. So, and this one, like I said, was a particular treat this week. Sure, sure, sure. All righty. So, President Bartlett. Uh, let's see. Well, let's see. We got one. Well, we only got one other book um, tied. So, In common? Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. So, Invaders number five would be our last book. 
All right. I know PCN underscore dirt is a little behind on this. Yeah, so we won't spoil too much on this. Right. Yeah, actually, I was sitting here trying to read four so I could read five, but you guys didn't give me enough time. So I'm no, like, don't worry, don't worry. Yeah, We're not no. going to spoil too much. Actually, not, yeah, yeah, and yeah, you probably would. You probably would need to. You know, there's a, there's there's a couple of things that comes out in four that you would need to go into this book anyway, like you like we right. discussed earlier. So I mean, I'll get my I'll get my notes out of the way. Uh, basically, in 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 very broad strokes, Namor's not really holding back anymore no. and we get a better idea of his plans and the cliffhanger ending will have to be explored in the next issue so i didn't spoil anything well yeah i'm about to say don't lose my mo- don't read my notes because there is a couple of spoiler things in there but not to the to the grand point of the book just some stuff i've noticed in it but yeah pretty much what uh in the 70s said it's like yeah <laughs> namor is pretty much going to war and um Apparently, uh, the, the 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 rest of the invaders kind of played into his plan. Right. So we will see what exactly uh, how how this exactly plays out in the next issue. It's this has actually been an underrated. I think this is an underrated series. I think more people should be reading this. It's been a lot of fun so far. In a way, it's a little slow, but given you know what's going on between here and what got started in invaders, it kind of makes sense that it's kind of slow because like I said I'm pretty sure they're going to come back like we discussed earlier before before recording it's probably going to go back into Avengers in next month or so and and they'll get to the to, to the luggage but they pretty much started which is also kind of weird because it's like well we got War of the Realm going on so having this going around the same time which is not a thing about it kind of reminds me of um was it it kind of can't be going on at the same time. There's well, got to be a little bit of a time shift because if you remember in the War of the Realms issues that we've seen so far in the main series, well, we've seen cameo hmm. shots of Namor dealing with issues related to War of the Realms as well. So we'll, we'll, we'll eventually find out how all this stuff fits into the continuity. Assuming that it will. Well, you can you can safely say that it's, it's a little before that because it's basically after he dealt with the, what the Avengers dealt with him. And this is somewhere in between that time. Right. So it's and still before, realms. yeah, before War of the Realms. So whether that's going to come into play, you know, during the course of this book right. or not, we don't okay. know. But okay. it also kind of rem- harkens back to like, um, I want to say AVX going into Infinity? I don't know. But because that was like a similar thing happened. It was like, well, Namor is involved and then, you know, the, the thing with the New Avengers happened, but then AVX happened before that where things happen to Atlantis and you know and uh, Wakanda and Atlantis' beef happened it started happening in between there somewhere I'm probably getting the wrong event but whatever you, get, you know what I'm talking about I was about to say it's been a long time since those events yeah we've basically. had many since then basically so but like I said it just kind of harkens back to how they're treating this and that seems to be the, in a similar vein but regardless yeah it's a thing we'll see what happens with it going forward alrighty um, uh, I don't know if you have any other books to throw out there before we hit rapid fire uh nah. So all right, I guess I'll spin it up, and then um, uh, I know PCN underscore Dirt has a couple books he wants to cover in rapid fire, so mm-hmm. we'll uh, spin it up. All righty, uh, I guess I will uh, start off. Uh, Flash number 70, no spoilers because I know PCN underscore Dirt is reading this, uh, but bottom line is this is an update to Barry Allen's origin. Um, 
Next up is Ronin Island number three. This is the book I was referring to earlier. As I mentioned, this is also by Greg Pak. It's great. It involves some great storytelling by Pak and company, including several different views of ancient Asian cultures interacting with each other. So um, it's it's um, uh, a, a, a slightly different take on what's happening in New Agents of Atlas. And uh, it's pretty fun. Uh, next up is Captain America number 10. Uh, there is a great uh, Bill Parcells quote. That is the former coach of the New York Giants. Uh, he also coached the New England Patriots and the New York Jets and the Dallas Cowboys, but no one cares. He was a great New York Giants coach. And uh, he has a quote in this that's included. Um, as we take kind of a thoughtful look into Cap's life within the Myrmidon, the latest supervillain prison. We'll find out who the Daughters of Liberty have on the inside of the prison and their plan to break Cap out moves into action. And that is it for me. So I'm going to go and say that despite the fact that they're billing, well, not even actually because of the fact that they're billing that Flash 70 is a year one Flash, you probably don't need any prior knowledge to, to what's going on. I don't know. I haven't read it yet either. So, But it doesn't seem like you need any prior knowledge of what's going on. Uh, in the last few issues to, to read this one. That's my speculation. But, uh, Derek, you want to go for it? All right, so we got reviews from one more person. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I heard that. You I know. heard that. It's so low, but I heard it. Now they have the opportunity to mess with sounds. All right. Oh, no. Uh, it's going to happen. Um, all right, so, so I got two books to talk about, and oddly enough, the two books actually kind of parallel each other and they're not supposed to and they're from different companies but oddly enough they kind of do so the first one is from alterna this is midnight mystery number four uh this series is about a paranormal investigator and some of the weird stuff that he comes across and um in previous uh issues he's been chasing down ghosts and he's been um trying to help a guy who was uh, uh almost possessed by the spirit of his father and you know all this kind of you know, weird, wacky, crazy stuff going on. Well, in this issue, we find out that uh, the kid from the original story is actually possessed by his father and his father is starting to take over. And uh, um, it's going on at the same time that there's a second story going on with our protagonist, uh, Mr. King, uh, who is this investigator. He has been visited by these ghosts of all the people he was uh, in the war with. And they want to reach out to their loved ones that they left behind. So he's delivering these letters with the notes from the uh, afterworld. Uh, and the weird thing is the story doesn't really accomplish a whole lot except set up what the next series is going to be. So this is mm. issue four in the four issue limited series, but it's setting up for the next series. So it ends on a cliffhanger. Um, where he's he's become more comfortable talking to the ghosts and talking to the spirits and learning how to actually get them to move on uh, from this world. And at the same time, we find out there's this kid out there and, um, you know, he's being possessed by his dad. And that's something that's going to you know, have to be dealt with. Uh, and, and the weird thing is the the one other book uh, that I read this week is actually from Dark Horse and it's called Word. And it's uh, W.Y.R.D. number three. And in this book, uh, we have this guy who's kind of like a Captain America meets John Constantine meets Hellboy kind of character who deals with the paranormal and weird 
stuff that happens. Uh, and in this issue, he uh, is met up by someone who he used to work with uh, that we saw die earlier in the series in the first book in a flashback. That character returns. And when this character returns, he starts unlocking the memories in Word's head. And uh, Word remembers that he at one time had a wife, that he was one time normal, that he one time had a nice life. Uh, and it ends on a cliffhanger where it appears that he ties a cement uh, block around his feet and jumps into a pool. Um, wow. So both of these ended on these kind of weird cliffhangers. Um, and they're both issues where the stories, like you couldn't pick up just either one of these issues and read them. If you haven't read any of the others, they will make absolutely no sense. They're both pieces that move you to the next part of the story. And they both end on cliffhangers, which is just the weirdest thing that it happens to be the two books from this week that I had a chance to read. They're both small press. They're both uh, these paranormal investigator type people, and they both end on these weird cliffhangers. So, uh, but I like them both. I like both of these books. Um, the artwork on both of them is very stylized. Um, you know, speaking earlier of Hellboy, they both have a, a thick line style, a dark style. Midnight Mystery is more of like a Batman animated type of thick, dark line style. Uh, Word is uh, Antonio Fuso who's done a lot of books for like boom and IDW has a very dark angular uh, style. So uh, it's just, they're kind of blood brothers this week. It's a little, you know, weird, but uh, mm -hmm. I enjoyed both the books uh, quite a bit. So uh, I, I do recommend both series, but these are not the issues you'd want to start with. Gotcha. Every time you said word, I wanted to, to, you know, word uh, up. yeah, I was thinking of cameo <laughs> down out. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All so, right. Uh, for myself, we have X Force number seven. Uh, after Kid Cable gets kidnapped, uh, the team's basically waiting around for Deathlock to finish this time machine, finish trying to fix this time machine so they can go after him. Meanwhile, in the future, Strife's got uh, trying to do something with uh, Rachel, and he's got. Uh, Kid Cable, you know, locked away and his power is dampened, which means the technical techno organic virus is kind of taken away and Strife monologues the whole way through. Uh, let's see. Excellence number one. So this is a new book by Brandon Thomas and um, Kari Randolph. Uh, there's basically, it's not, well, like I said it, in my notes, it's not Harry Potter. It's basically, um, there's a secret society of black magicians uh, who pretty much oversee people in the world or oversee certain people in the world, I guess. But there's this one bloodline that, uh, where this, where the main character comes from, uh, who was expected to be, you know, great early on, but he did not manifest like he was supposed to, which led to some resist resentment and his powers kind of coming in later than others and being resented by his dad. And there's some, you know, there's some um, interesting parallels to parenting uh, in he here before the main character ends up taking this test to become whatever um, uh, main, whatever main person in the, or whatever agent of the society has. So, like I said, there's some interesting parallels to parenting, which even Brandon Thomas himself said in the back of the book, um, 
on the letters page, which kind of was interesting to it. And I don't know, I'm going to have to give this a little bit more of a, um, because there's some, there's some good stuff in there, especially with the art. Um, Unstoppable Wasp number seven. This is another potential click of the week for me because it's, it was pretty damned adorable. Um, 90th birthday party uh, was going on and pretty much everybody, almost everybody that was related to her and some people, some cursory people were there, you know, and it's just a delightful book with all that. And somebody had the great idea to, uh, to uh, call in uh, one James Buchanan, a.k.a. Winter Soldier, who, if you know anything about the character of Nadia and uh, her friends, she was also brought up in a red room, so she kind of has a... Uh, she kind of knows somewhat about the Winter Soldier. Uh, but her friend that also came out of the red room came and knew, knew about him and went to attacking him, so that kind of put a stop in the party. But just for a second, and everything worked out for itself. But of course... Whenever you have a birthday party or a wedding or something in a superhero um, universe, something happens. But this time it was on purpose because Case Lang, who was also there, ended up, um, you know, uh, gifting Nadia with a nice team up, as we say. So, like I said, the whole the whole issue was a pretty much a delight, even with the the, the Winter Soldier thing, because that even escalated and de-escalated really well. So it's a it's a pretty uh, adorable read if you get a chance to it um including obviously you know it also talks about nadia's family tree and how crazy it is including the fact that you forget that scroll hank pym and tiger had a kid together because mm. that got brought up um anyway last but not least wonder tunes number four and all i will say is just go on my notes uh one issue two terrible dates and a father-daughter conversation confrontation Good times. And okay. that, yeah, that pretty much is it for me. All right, so I guess we're coming up on clicks of the week. Okay, um, that didn't that that, that yeah. Dun, 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 dun. There we go. Clicks of the week. What you got, people? <laughs> mm. You're muted, Doug. And and I know I know now. Anybody? Uh, Bueller. thinking. I'm thinking. Bueller. Bueller. I'm thinking. If if I, okay, so I, I really only have the two to pick from. Sure. Um, but uh, because both issues end on a cliffhanger, uh, I'm I'm gonna give the slight edge to the one that's the ongoing series as opposed to the end of the miniseries because ending the miniseries on a cliffhanger sucks. Don't do that. Right. Yeah, that. that's 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 pretty uh, bad. So, uh, so I'm going to go with word number three. And in fact, I actually have the B cover instead of the A cover. All righty. Um, (laughs) all right. Uh, I think I'm actually going to go with, uh, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man number six. I really had a good time reading that. Yeah. I did love War of the Realms, New Agents of Atlas, but I was kind of overwhelmed by so <laughs> many new characters. Um, I think the second issue is going to help me process a lot of what I've been, what I read in that first one. So yeah, I feel like everything that's going to probably come out of that one is going to be in subsequent issues. Right. So yeah, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number six for me. I uh, I uh, 
I would agree with that one, but I'm going to go, and I can always think about that one, because that is a great issue. You should definitely read uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man uh, number six. But this time I'm going to go with Unstoppable Wasp number seven. Because like I said, right. that, that, that issue was a delight, just like, well, in a slightly different uh, scene from Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, but just as fun. Cool. All righty. So, that oh, was great. <laughs> all right all righty so before I, I read our first ad read of the night i think pcn underscore dirt's going to uh bid us adieu so uh any any last words dirt um i'm going to do my best to pay attention to which issues actually come out next week uh so i can actually read the issues before <laughs> and so i can be on the right issue instead of reading the last issue thinking it's the issue that came out this week and that's why i only have two hey books. it happens we, we we have a lot of books that come out so it's, exactly it's exactly and this is a weird week where the the output you know there wasn't as <clears throat> much out there so you know it allowed wow. us a little bit of, of a space to read other things oh i guess real quick did you guys talk about free comic book day oh i was you know what i meant to mention that right off at the top and I did not, so I'm glad. Yeah, before you go, yeah, please, let's just, because uh, I did not get to go out to my free comic book day stuff. I know you worked it. Uh, and I, I got to go. Yeah, so you yeah, so you guys talk about that real quick. Uh, well, first, Dave, did you read anything? I did. I read the two Marvel books, and um, I, I have the rest to kind of uh, flip through. Are you referring to anything in particular? No, um, I'm just curious, you know, uh, what you had found out there, because honestly, I looked through most of the books and there wasn't really a whole lot I was personally interested in. Um, you know, my uh, there was a Pikachu uh, you know, Pokemon book that, of course, my mm-hmm. son wanted. And yeah. uh, uh, there was some book that I think um, the, the Oh, yeah. Com- oh, yeah. Comics guys uh, drew the artwork, a, a kid friendly book. So my daughter oh, wanted yeah. that one. There was, was a Minecraft that book. League? That was that the Justice League one. I believe. Was it that one? Just, no, no, no. Uh, okay. I'm thinking of something else. Uh, oh. Gilbert is what it was called. Oh, okay. Um, which was, I don't know what company it's from. Um, but I mean, as far as the stuff that like I actually read, like I grabbed a Bob's Burgers, but it was reprint stuff. Mm-hmm. I grabbed Interceptor, but it was reprint, uh, I believe. Um huh. I don't know. I just, in general, I was looking at a lot of this. That punchline um, is actually a pretty good series. They had one in there, but uh, again, it was uh, reprint. Right. Um, DC was giving away. DC was giving away the twenty-five cent book. Um, uh, well, they, well, they had they had their um, like the kids, the the young reader novel comic things. They had like previews of those that they were giving away. Right, but they also had the twenty-five cent book because on the back page. Of uh, the comic book stores that I visited, they had advertisements for that, like full page, like the back cover was a full page advertisement for right, but that show. For that that show. was technically not a free comic book day, though. That was just a Wednesday release that they, that's why it was 25 cents as opposed to being free, but most stores gave it away free. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. So that kind of doubled as, as as a free book for, for a lot of people. Yeah, but uh, just like this year overall, I was really disappointed with most of the stuff that came out from these companies because most companies were just putting out reprint stuff uh you know first issue of the trade which i mean i guess you look at it as advertising that way but but as a comic shop we want to advertise issues and not trades we want people to come in and pick up the floppies not go to barnes noble wasn't wasn't the archie one new also or the riverdale uh it i don't know because i don't 
I don't watch. Oh, I, I just know that. I mean, I just picked up. You know, like I, I I've already filed them away. You know, like in the box and here in my home office. Um, so I don't remember everything that I picked up, but I picked up a good number of books. And um, but you know, I obviously usually read um, the the Marvel stuff first because that's what's pertinent to me, and that was new. So um, that's going to. Oh, be... I thought the Avengers was a reprint. No, 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 no. That's oh, okay. that was the Avengers was new. The Spidey was new. Um, the Carnage stuff I kind of flipped past real quick. That was new. Yeah, and usually, if I'm not mistaken, last couple of years there have been events tied to a few, especially with the Marvel and I think Lance right. Ford and a couple other places had events. So that's kind of had right. some stuff going into it, which is why. And since most of the events from the big two and whatever has already started, then they couldn't do that for you know, or they could have if they wanted to. And actually, Power Rangers was one of the head of free comic book That's probably what led some of the bigger stuff from the last couple of years. Right, but you know, th- there was no like War of the Realms is the big thing. There was no like right. this is War of the Realms come you know right. special. Which that issue. magazine had already come out anyway, so right, and there was nothing for the DC uh, regular comic lines. They just had that that young reader stuff. So, I mean, we we like we definitely felt more disappointed in a lot of the stuff that was there for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and but this year was different because we were we're actually in the mall. Instead right. of in the strip mall down the street, right. um, so there was a lot bigger crowd. Um, so y- y- what we had done before is always the table was farther back in the store with the books, so that people had to walk through the store. We always have artists and writers there, uh, you know, local guys who uh, do artwork at conventions, or a couple guys who uh, you know work on stuff. Uh, sure. Uh, and and so uh, this year instead, what we did is we just put all the books up front. So the people want to come up, grab books, leave, whatever, because just come in and get out instead of like clogging up the store, basically. And then the people that actually wanted to come in and shop and look around, um, you know, we had sales on like Funko Pops and trades stuff. Good. Like that to, I'm to, glad. To and it 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 worked. The idea of not having such a huge crowd snaking through the store actually helped facilitate more people coming in and buying stuff because then we didn't have as long of a line and as big of a crowd people a lot of times they walk in they grab the comics they look at the line they're like well i don't want to stay in line for a half hour Mm -hmm. and check out you know uh so it it we i think we did better overall um in sales um but we definitely felt like the stuff that we were handing out wasn't really stuff that was going to bring people back right. you know there wasn't a really a whole lot that, that was going to make people go wow i read the the first issue of this now i'm going to get you know the big event book or get the big crossover or you know whatever because they didn't do <clears throat> any of those like zeros like they normally do right right um, i know some of that like some of the stuff they were doing for, for for the thing was like manga stuff like manga samplers and stuff and i don't know if you guys do a lot of that stuff in your store I, I, there's a barnes and noble across the street right um so I mean, some people will come. We'll, we'll take trades, so people will come and trade them in. You mm. know, um, so we do get that where, where people trade them in for credit and get other stuff, um, and we usually bundle them into sets, and people can just you know come by the set instead of the individual books. Sure. Um, but I mean, generally speaking, trades are a much tougher sell um, because people, like I said, they can go to Barnes and Noble, and if they've got a Barnes and Noble membership, they get a discount on them. Right you know, off right there. So trades don't really help the local shop as much as the, the floppies, especially in that type of situation. Um, I was going to ask what, Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, you can finish up. I just had a question. 
Well, no, I, the only thing I was going to say uh, that I read that was really a, a new release thing out there uh, was this one soccer-related comic. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. That was the uh, that. Cristiano Ronaldo Striker Force 7, which... I thought that, about you when I saw that, too. You know, here's the thing. He <laughs> is known for having an ego, uh, and if you needed any sort of better idea of how big his ego is you should read this comic because this is all about there's this this secret hidden force of people that fight evil that they they keep out of the headlines and they they stick to the shadows uh but they have this new weapon and it's it's a ball that's activated by kicks oh my so the best kicker in the world to come join their team so of course they get ronaldo to come join their team and and of course he's he's the one guy without superpowers but his kicks make him most uh, like a superhero that the world needs. That sounds like a and super sense. Like, oh, episode. this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> like, it was, it, it's, it, and it's drawn so it looks like a bad Saturday morning cartoon. Like it's, like you know how Saturday morning cartoons about ten years ago they kind of gave up on doing real cartoons and they were all like Flash animated and they looked really bad and really plain and really mm-hmm. simple and it took a while for them to work like style back into it and for a long mm-hmm. time they were just very plain and that's that's exactly what this looks like it's very plain and very it, it's not good Gosh, so it's, i it's don't funny. i don't recommend it other than if you want to get an idea of what his ego is like right it's funny that you mentioned that because the mentioned um uh the saturn one cartoon thing because that book also reminded me of one from back in the 80s if you remember that was the uh the michael jordan bo jackson and what made wayne gretzky and pro stars Oh yeah, okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking it was kind of. But long at least they was. were sharing a book. Well, well, sharing, uh, a, yeah, sharing a, uh, uh, sharing a, sharing a, yeah. a, a screen. It, it wasn't True. all about just one person and one person who's such a good kicker that the universe needs him to be a superhero. Right, that's or sports Billy, but that's a, that was a whole different thing, you know. Yeah, but anyway, right. I just had a question, uh, yeah. Did what kind of uh, sales and discounts was your store offering? Uh, for free comic book day. I'm not sure of everything because I was working the uh, display cases in the back. So I had the keys. So I was sticking to the back area. And when people needed something out of the case, I was pulling them out of the case. But I know, uh, I think it was 20% off pops. Okay. uh, 20% off trades. Um, and then he had some deal for Star Wars because it was also Star Wars Day. Happened to fall right. on the same day, so oh, anything yes. that was Star Wars related had some sort of deal going on. But I'm not sure exactly what sure. it was. Mm. Um, but I think it was 20 percent off on most on a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, right. So oh, and I think like games and movies were buy two get the third free or something. Nice. Like that. That's yeah. not bad. What about Transformers? Uh, no, full price. Okay. Well, sure. You got you got to pay normal for those. <laughs> Wait, yeah, we have to talk about that later because I heard about there, there's been some project gouging on some of those uh, masterpiece ones. But anyway, right. so I'll give you so I'll give you the lowdown on on my uh, free comic book day experience. So I started it out locally. The weather was pretty bad, so nobody, you know, they weren't going to have any like tables outside. So um, my local comic shop, like my true local comic shop. Um, they had their free comic book day and they had like tables in the back. You had to go through the store to get to the back to get um, your free comic books. Yep. And um, but they were offering 20 percent off everything. Hmm. If you were a pull list, there was 40 percent off everything. And 
Because um, you normally get 20% off your books when you pick it up. Exactly. Something along those lines. Yeah. So ultimately, I was, you know, I was very impressed by that. I unfortunately can never find anything when I walk into stores like that because I'm one of the choir. You're preaching to me. I'm looking around like, what do I want to buy? What do I want to buy? And I can never find anything. Um, I have to look super hard, and sometimes you just can't find something. Um, <clears throat> so... You know that was one experience. They they kind you know this this particular store sometimes marks things up according to eBay, and that's frustrating a, a little bit. But you know I can definitely understand why they do it. Um, it also makes uh, taking advantage of the twenty percent off a lot more uh, appealing. But uh, after I left that store, I went to I drove from Brooklyn to Queens, another uh, borough in, in in New York City. And uh, I went and grabbed my cousin's kids. Um, for me, they're, they're nephews. And we went to uh, a store in Queens that I won't name because I didn't have the best experience. Um, I was not happy because what I found out was that they didn't have any discounts on anything. It was just free comics and then just buy stuff. And I'm like, what? Hmm. Like, there's nothing in here on sale? Are you kidding me? You know, like, seriously? So, you know, I paid full price just on, on some trades that my, my nephews wanted. Um, you know, they, they, you know, a bunch of weird kids. They wanted some darkest, uh, blackest night stuff. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with y'all? <laughs> That's a good story. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, but I'm like, they're young. You know, like, they're younger. And I'm just like, what the hell did you guys learn about blackest night? Jesus. You know? I'm like trying to, you know, I'm trying to show them. I'm like, yo, Spider Verse, this is awesome. They're like, no, we want this. I'm like, y'all are weird. Some of, but, maybe something they were watching brought that up. Or... Maybe, or maybe something that their friend showed them, or something, yeah. or maybe something they found either in the library or Barnes and Nobles. You know, maybe. you never know how they're exposed to this stuff. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's funny. You're like, it's a good story. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was very disappointed in that there were no sales going. I'm like, seriously, like you guys are not promoting well, anything. You, you know, know we, we've got three comic shops here in town. We have, you know, ours is in the mall and it's toys and comics and movies and video games and D&D stuff. And, you know, it's just a, a whole bunch. Of, he's got a, an arcade machine set up that people can play and you sure. know, all kinds of stuff. There's a second comic shop that is comics and pops and a handful of action figures that he gets through previews but it's mostly comics and it's one of those it's it's a very small location and it's pretty much floor to ceiling it's like the shelves go up about six six and a half feet and then there's stuff on the walls you know to the ceiling there's toys hanging down from like the vent the the ac vents and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and it's just there's piles and piles and piles of stuff there's a display case you can't really see in because he's got stuff piled like this yeah you know it's just one of those type shops um he was doing the free comic book day stuff but he had nothing on sale that's just the way his store is. It's just nothing ever goes on sale because his when he gets too much stock, he'll take some of that overstock and throw them in uh, dime boxes. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so they're a dime or it's like 12 for a dollar or wow. for, yeah. or 50 yeah. for, for $5. Or I, don't, I don't know exactly how it works out. But anyway. Sure, sure. Um, so so he, he'll do that, but otherwise nothing else was on sale because, you know, for him it's like, well, why? Like daily operation. Yeah. So, um, and then the third store is more back issue focused. 
Um, it gets a handful of new books. Any of the new stuff, it is focused more on variants and trying to get into the variant covers. And he doesn't put anything out till Thursday. Hmm. So if you go in on Wednesday, new comic book day, there's no new comics out yet. You have to go on Thursday. And on Thursday, he has those variants out um, because he's hoping that you've gone to the other stores. They've been sold out. And then you're going to go to him on Thursday to find the stuff that you couldn't find otherwise. Wow. Um, and it's mostly, like I said, back issues uh, all through the store, different price points. There's the boxes of regular. And then he's got the dollar boxes and then the, the five dollar boxes and, the, you know, the whatever. Sure. He did nothing, nothing for free comic book day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He didn't have any of them because because as far as he's concerned that, you know, having a copy of a free reprint of Spawn number one hurts his sales of Spawn number one that he has in a box that he's trying to sell. You know, I noticed that when I opened up the Spawn number one, I'm like, wait, this looks so familiar. Yeah. So uh, some of those new books, you know, uh, some of the small press stuff, no one's ever going to come in looking for a trade of uh, the latest Vampirella series from dynamite. You know what I mean? It's like but it's the, 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 the 1500 people that may order a copy are all ordering them in advance. You know, they're not, it's not a, a wide release thing that you're going to see in a lot of shelves. Mm-hmm. So for him, free comic book day just doesn't, doesn't right. bring him business. So mm-hmm. he doesn't right. participate in it. Right. No, so that, I understand. The forms are different and they just do right. things in different. Yeah. No, that I understand. It's just that I, I was always of the mind that free comic book day should, ha- you know, should help you generate sales. Right. And if you need to give them some sort of enticement, I well, think that's the day to do it. Like yeah. if you don't normally have sales, then that's the day to be like, hey, guess what? 20% off this and, and 15% off this and 20% off that. Yeah. Or just do it like a blanket 20% like the like the local comic shop here. Well, and different different stores though are designed different ways depending on the owner. And I've I've just learned this from working at different stores over decades. But sure. some stores they get in the stock, and then they just figure at some point someone's going to want it. At some point, it's going to be old enough that they put a price tag on it, and the price tag never changes. And either due to inflation or late demand or whatever, someone eventually is going to come along and want to buy it, sometimes just because it's old. They just want to buy something that's been sitting around for a while because it's old. There are other stores that see it where if new product doesn't sell within the first 60 days, then you're paying to store it. And so at that point, you're losing money on it. Mm-hmm. So you might as well discount it and get it out because all you're going to do is have products sitting that's not moving. You're not making any money. You're losing money because it's just sitting around taking up space. So it just kind of depends on how the shop is run. You may have a shop owner that just says, look, I've been here 20 years. I've been in the same spot dealing with the same customers. I put out free comics for free comic book day. People come in, grab the free stuff, they leave, and I never see them again regardless. Right. That's so, what I mean by the enticement. That's, you know, right. like an extra thing. Right. But, and, and in that case, though, they think, why am I going to give them a discount where I know at some point in the next five years someone's going to buy it anyway at full price. It's just the mindset of the store owner. Right. So again, not necessarily that one is right and one is wrong. I think they they both have their merits, but I think you have to kind of do a combination of both to kind sure. of work things out, but um but like, you know, what the other store that that didn't have a sale, like I said, he will take the old stock and he puts it into the the dime boxes. So even if you're there on free comic book day and and nothing's on sale, he still has six or eight long boxes 
full of comics that are a dime that you right. can dig through. And sometimes you can find runs of stuff. You can mm. find, you know, a whole mini series or something by putting together the different books for, or a whole arc or a crossover right. just because of what gets thrown in there. So, so, you know, it works for him a little differently in his shop. And again, he's in a strip mall. He's on the other side of town. It's, it's a, it's a little shadier area of town. He's right next to one of those pop-up casino places where okay. everybody's, stands outside and smokes and looks like they haven't slept in four days. And, you know, so he, he gets a different crowd walking through as opposed to, uh, you know, Killens, which is in a shopping mall right next to the Foot Locker on one side. And there's uh, a Northwest Passage or something on the other side. And there's mm-hmm. a Spencer Gifts, you know, across the way. It's, it's a little different crowd depending on who you work with. I understand. I understand. But like I said, you know, like I, 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 I take into account the the experience of, hey, you know, I'm here, um, you know, you know, entice me to buy more. You know what I mean? Because in my mind, I had no I had no uh, urge to buy anything from 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 the store other than, you know, what my what my nephews wanted. And I was like, there's nothing off on this. Are you serious? Well, and part of it also is. The, the stores are paying for the books that you're getting for free on free comic book day. So, right. yeah. I mean, granted, they'll, they'll, they'll pay a discounted rate of 25 cents a book. Right. Um, but then they're, they're also paying shipping. Sure. But so, at the same time, how long have those Blackest Night trades been on the shelf? <laughs> but, but you bought them. I didn't. Oh, so he I wins. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean. That's what, like, I don't, that's what I don't. That's what I don't. They've been there five years, and someone finally bought him at full price. So. Right. Because ultimately, what it is is that you know, they, as 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 I've been kind of uh, bemoaning alongside uh, uh, Roddy Cat on some weeks, like um, you know, we've had a couple of longtime uh, comic book stores close in New York City, in Manhattan. And, um, you know, like some venerated places, especially uh, St. Mark's Comics, that was that had been around for, you know, years and years. And it was very surprising to see them uh, finally go out of business. But, you know, given their East Village um, location, they were, you know, that that rent must have been sky high. Um, Ultimately, you know, they were they were priced out as well as uh, Chameleon Comics. And the number of comic stores is is dwindling as we speak. And, you know. It's it's you know for me it was disheartening and I understood the economics of it that that was that's what the the discussions about anyway, but for me it's disheartening that um, you know even a a, a a relatively established store like the one I went to in Queens couldn't you know like I said couldn't uh, uh, generate more business I think by 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 putting up uh, discounts on some of the books. Yeah, well. You know, different markets, different stores will do different yep. things, and, exactly. and maybe next year things will be different. You know, they'll try something different every year, and right. who knows? Find find that sweet spot. Exactly. Because like I said before, we used to do wherever the whole store was on sale, um, and uh, this year he just decided to try doing different things. So so anything Star Wars is on sale, trades are on sale, pops are on sale, uh, and then you know movies and games you buy. I think it was buy two, get the third free, or buy three, right. get the fourth free, something like that. You know, just to try something different than what he did before to see if that kind of helps. And especially with, you know, movies, DVDs are a dying market. So trying to get a sale where people buy more of them in a bundle right. uh, and get them out uh, is is a, is a better deal for him, too. So. No, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, so it just, it you know, it's, uh, I don't know. 
because I, I guess the difference would be if you say the whole store is on sale, people are going to cherry pick the best stuff that you have anyway. Whereas trades, like he's overloaded on trades because people are coming in all the time and trading in mm. um, all these books. And so he actually has uh, he's got racks where the books go, but then he also has short boxes piled up that are full of books because he's got more books than he has space. Right. So part of it was you put the trades on sale, it thins out the herd and you've got space to put stuff. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. back up there, yeah. as opposed to if you put the whole store on sale, everyone's going to come in They're They're going to buy the pops. They're going to buy the, uh, or, or not the, the pop. They're going to buy, uh, like the Nintendo switch games. Sure. That are more expensive. You don't find the PlayStation 4 games that are yeah. uh, more expensive and hard to find. They're just going to buy those. They're 20% off. It's like, hey, it's a sale. Buy those and just those, and you don't move any of your other stock. No, oh, I understand. That I understand. Like you so said, he did, he did Target. So it, it might have been different if he was you know, low on trades. If he only had half his bookshelf full of trades because he's been selling trades, he right. like, well, you know, they wouldn't be on sale. Right. You know, just kind of depends. I mean, you know. It's funny, and, and and just to wrap up the discussion, it's funny what you're saying about trades. You know, I've been at comic cons, comic cons, different sizes, where the vendors are selling, you know, honest to goodness trade paperbacks that are like thirty, forty dollars for like three for ten. You know, well, yeah, and those are those are that usually happens a lot of times on the last couple of days, on the last day because they they don't want to take a lot of this stuff home. Back. Well, yeah, there, there are certain places. There are certain places that they're like five dollars all trades or three for ten, mm-hmm. and you'll just they'll just have people stand there going all books five dollars, all books five dollars, mm-hmm. and they're just shouting it all day like a carnival barker. <laughs> but uh, but the thing is, all of those books are stuff off the diamond liquidation, so those are books that they actually bought for like a dollar twenty five, dollar fifty. Um, and diamond, that's not what I, that, 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 that wasn't my experience, but that's good to know. Well, cause a lot, you'd be surprised a lot of the stuff that hits the diamond liquidation because there's a lot of stuff. Marvel actually, uh, recently I don't, I don't have it sitting here, but I bought the, uh, Korvac saga, the Marvel, <laughs> uh, trade of the Korvac saga, the old classic series, Sure, uh, the, the classic series. Cause it's old, yeah. uh, not because people remember it as being good, but regardless, right. and it was on clearance for like two bucks. Wow. Uh, to get the trade. You know, and that's normally like sixteen ninety nine or something. Sure. Like that. So that does happen a lot on um, the um, what are those Marvel Masterworks? A lot of times will also go uh, on sale for like five bucks, six bucks. I've always, after, I was about to say, I've always, I've never understood the draw for those Masterworks, like the hardcover ones. So I definitely understand why those might go on sale. Because I'm the opposite. Because I've got well. I bought them on sale. I mean, I didn't buy them. At full price, but, I mean, once they hit that sale price, I've got a whole shelf full of them. No kidding. You know? mm. yeah. What books, if you don't mind my asking? Um, they're almost all golden age, uh, like the old uh, Captain America or thrilling uh, okay. I gotcha. uh, comics or uh, the, the, some of them are just like the timely uh, superheroes, uh, some of that type of stuff. I've got gotcha. a few silver age ones that are, um, the early like Iron Man, sure, uh, type stuff on there. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I always cool. wonder like who buys these. And I did the one. <laughs> well, actually, I have two omnibus. Uh, but the the one that uh, that I got at regular price was the Uncanny X Men Claremont run, mm-hmm. Claremont's entire run in one omnibus. Oh, and nice. then one that I got on sale was the uh, Axe of Vengeance crossovers. <laughs> wow. There cool. you go. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so again, like you'd be surprised on what's in the diamond clearance and how low some of those things go. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Um, All right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was going to say it was like, well, it was a, I was expecting to hear a little bit, because you did mention, like, the, your guy had, like, Star Wars stuff. I'll say, oh, that makes sense, because you figure a big push for Star Wars Day being the same day as uh, Free Comic right. Day would have been a thing. So, makes sense. But it was also weird that they only uh, did the one Star Wars Adventures comic as a free comic book day for being on Star Wars Day. Right. We also yeah. Marvel would have done a big Star Wars but they didn't really have it. especially because the Star Wars like they 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 brought in so many people with Star Wars and then they oversaturated it with so many series and so many tie Some of those so Age of Rebellion shots. books could have totally been uh, free comic book day stuff. Yeah, and and so now it's like we at one time Star Wars was like the number one subscribed book uh in the store and now it's like six people that get Star Wars. Like it's I dropped it. Because it's still a pretty decent book. I mean, the the main book is still pretty pretty good. And the book and the Darth yeah, Vader. It's, it's not that it's bad, but it's just that people when they buy it and then they do like, oh, we're doing a Darth Vader. They feel like, well, I should get the Darth Vader because I'm. And then they do Doctor Afra. Well, like, well, yeah. I feel like I should get Doctor Afra if I'm getting that. And then Chewbacca's getting the miniseries. And, and then yeah, this is all the other. Then, yeah, yeah. So then after a while, people are just like, it's too much. It's it's just too much stuff. So yeah. that's like with Conan, with all three Conan books coming out this week. He's like, he's got a couple customers and all they get are the Conan books. And they're used to coming in like every other week and having one book. And he said, now they're going to come in. They're going to have three, you know, and it's, you know, for some people, it's just like I was expecting to pay four bucks and now I'm paying 16, you know, right. or whatever. It's just kind of one of those things where. Uh, they they really should spread the things out a little bit better. Be nice. I suspect we will be talking about this at some point at the end of the year about some of that stuff. Yeah, right. But um, yeah, so we've pretty much run that one out. So I know the dirt. You yeah, I gotta get going. So anyway, thanks for having me. See you later, dirt. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, first ad reader of the night is for Wink, the personalized wine club. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From Rosé to Cabernet to Torrente, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your tastes and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member, and you can skip or cancel anytime. And now, the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c. Wink Wines through CSPN. Do it today. All right. And now, now we, we go into to no. <laughs> go the ahead. news. Hmm. So I guess, uh, yeah, we're going to get into the cinematic news and kind of hit that kind of briefly because we're, you know, right, well, we don't have a time limit, but we're still kind of running a little late. Anyway, uh, I was going to mention that there is a, it's kind of late now, but there's a, like a 10 don't miss titles for a free comic book day thing that I put in the the clickbait section, which again, some of the stuff will be, uh, most of a lot of the stuff will be uh, free on comicsology probably in a matter of weeks. 
So it may still be good for that, but until then, yeah, it's not. It's kind of useless if you didn't get out there that day. So cinematic news. We start off with, you know what? I'm going to take both of these. Uh, the first okay. two. Okay. Because um, at this point, as we're recording the well, the new Spider-Man Far From Home trailer may include some spoiler warnings, and in fact, uh, when it dropped a few days ago. Hold on, uh, I'm going to ring the bell. Sure. I know spoiler. The, I know the spoiler ban has lifted, but well, for anyone who's been listening to this, Endgame spoilers are inbound. Right. Well, yeah. The only thing I was going to say was like at the beginning of the uh, trailer, as if you're watching the video, you can see here. Uh, basically, Tom Holland comes on and say, "Hey, if you haven't seen uh, Avengers Endgame, don't watch this until you do, because there are some." Yeah, some pretty hefty spoilers uh, for in-game, or at least a couple of in in the in this trailer. That mm-hmm. being said, the Spider-Man Home Far From Home official trailer number two has dropped, and uh, if you checked it out, eighty uh, seventy. Oh, of, of course. course you did. Yeah. <laughs> well, we talked about it on. I was about to say we can, here we can again rehype um, our Treasury Edition where we covered Endgame, and because. The uh, Far From Home trailer dropped um, as we were preparing, literally dropped as we were preparing for the Treasury Edition. We had a chance to discuss what uh, uh, discuss the trailer and what our thoughts are on the ramifications and the uh, and what's to you know what's next. Yes, thanks, and, thanks, President Bartlett in uh, in the MCU. And I'm slightly disappointed in you guys because from what I, I remember, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I don't remember you guys mentioning the fact that. Um, what Nick Fury said and what that could imply. No, we, it's there. About, well, no, but did you mention maybe, uh, well, you did mention Secret Wars. I do remember that you saying right. that. That's but what I'm saying. That's, that's where that came in. But you mentioned like Hitman's run. I'm thinking of uh, the original and the Secret Wars 2. Like, we could be getting the Beyonder or Molecule Man. Well, the thing is, I, I I saw it as more of an incursion thing. Yeah, I know. Uh, they the... said incursion, right? So when they said when they mentioned, you know, like opening to other, um, you know, other realms, other other realities, I immediately thought Hickman's Secret Wars, not necessarily, um, not necessarily the OG Secret Wars, simply because the OG Secret Wars was different parts of the universe being you know mushed together. Man, you know, like the universe happen. as is, you know, right? But at the same time, it was the exact wording of what Nick Fury said is what made me think about it, because he basically said that uh, the snap punched a hole in our dimension, which obviously goes harkens back to, you know, the pinhole dimension that was that was brought in by the uh, some big event, you know, happened, that the Beyonder kind of came through on, and I think that we ended up also getting Molecule Man out of uh, and then, of course, I thought about Spider Verse since it was Spider Man, you know, thing. But that's a whole separate issue. Uh, but regardless, Spider uh, Spider Man, Spider or Spider Man, yeah, that could very, yeah. very much, very much happen. Yeah. Um, but being that they just did an animated, I don't know if they would actually do that in live action. Would be interesting. Um, but yeah, anyway, that trailer is out there. If you've seen uh, Avengers in Game, get you check out this trailer because it's pretty good. Uh, if you haven't, yeah, go see in game. Then watch this. I half expected to see. I know the day the, the day I went to go rewatch um, uh, in game. I ex- half expected. Matter of fact, which was the day this dropped? 
uh, half expected to see this as a trailer, but I was like, that would be that would be bad if they did that because I know there could have been like one or two people uh, in the theater, and I think there actually was that hadn't seen it in the first place, <laughs> so that would have really screwed them up. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, that's that. Like I said, Spider-Man: Far From Home trailers out there. Go forth if you've seen. Um, actually, yeah, I'll take this one too because now this, this kind of comes back to what I was what I was also saying. So, next article is Nick Fury raises an important question in that Spider-Man: Far From Home trailer, which goes back to what I was just saying. So he mentions the snap um, hunting a hole in the, the in the in their dimension, and this article postulates. Or I asked the question, which one? Because as we know, there were two, technically. Mm-hmm. Even though, and y'all may have already talked about this. Well, never mind, because the whole tribe and travel thing was was a big mess. Um, it wasn't a big mess, but it was just it was a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yes, there were technically two snaps. I'll just go ahead and say that, and it still it still plays out as that. So we. Like I said, this awkward kind of goes into, well, which one was it? Well, yeah, but I'm not counting. Well, yeah, true. I'm not counting the one where he tried to get rid of the stones, but yeah. No, there's three. What? There's three. The first There's one in Infinity War. Yeah. And then there's two in Endgame. What? Don't, don't forget the Hulk. What? That was the, no, that was the third one. That, that was... Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I guess that is true. Yeah. Right. You're, yeah, if you're not yeah. counting if you're not yeah, if you're not counting Thanos allegedly getting rid of the stones. Right. Uh you know, assuming that he could actually do that without a snap, right? Let's just say that. Um right. You know, he, he basically of, used the stones which could have technically which could have done whatever in getting right. rid of them. But, right, right, right. So yeah. so there were actually 3 total. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we're going to learn more about this in Endgame. You know, it's purely speculation at this point, but I have a feeling more and more that it's not a red herring, which is what PCN underscore Dirt was saying. Mm. I think we've learned more about, I think we actually did learn more about what was revealed in the trailer since uh, since we recorded the uh, Treasury Edition. Right. So, And I suspect this is probably, however they play, it's probably going to be the way they get the X-Men into the universe. Right. So, right. All right. So, um, next so up. the next one is is uh, Avengers Endgame. What happened to Ned? Now, uh, you and I talked about this one after we finished recording, or slightly talked about it after we finished recording last time. Right, and we got and, and we kind of learned more about um, more about this during uh, the time that passed uh, between. Um, <laughs> The last recording that mm-hmm. we did for our regular show, between that and uh, the Treasury Edition, and some articles and interviews that have featured um, uh, the Russo brothers and Marcus and McFeely, right. we kind of figured out what happened to Ned. So I don't want to spoil it here, but I uh, mean, it's the, the it's been lifted, man. You can go ahead and rip it off, and you've done you've done a a Treasury Edition. It's kind of you know right because Ned got snapped too. Yeah, so. But you know the thing is, some people listen to stuff out of order, so I don't want to necessarily. Uh, That's true. You know, because I've actually had you have to understand, I've actually had people um, come to me like weeks later, like, "Oh man, I'm behind on what I'm watching, and you guys didn't ring the spoiler bell on something." Oh, I'm sorry, man. 
Oh, well, yeah. that's, I have not noticed that, but okay. I've actually had that happen, huh. so I'm a little conscious of it. So I got it. I got you. So, but like I said, we try to give as much warning as we can when we, when we, you know, as we're thinking about it. So, right. So, you know, like I said, I, you know, I apologize for uh, kind of belaboring the process by having to ring the bell, but that's what I sometimes think is necessary. So, yeah. you got next. Avengers and game directors shed more light on one of the movie's most surprising cameos, and that one being the fact that uh, uh, Jane Foster, I don't, yeah, the Jane Foster uh, cameo, which apparently she didn't actually show up. They just basically, she overdubbed some lines over the scene that was already there. Yeah, what I was going to say is I think all she did was audio according to the... um, According to the interviews that I read, but she showed up on the red carpet. Remember, we mentioned yes, that, right? So, listen. I guess uh, all all bridges are that bridge was not uh, completely destroyed, right? True. So, yeah, and uh, and the article also brings up the fact that which I think I alluded to earlier uh, when we were talking about invaders, or maybe before we even uh, the show, actually, probably. So it talks about that it may have alluded to. Um, uh, Namor, mm-hmm. possibly, because oh. of that scene with Black Panther talking to a Koye rocket and, and Captain Marvel in them. Black Widow. Yes, what's that? I thought it was oh, I it. Black Panther. No, <laughs> I thought I might have said it. I don't know, but I meant Widow if I did say it. Uh, so they were all talking over the vid chat, and there was talk about an earthquake under the sea, and they were like, best leave it alone, which mm-hmm. I didn't think about that at the time, but like, okay. And and the fact that they had Okoye say it, knowing that there's some beef between some history between Wakanda and Atlantis in the comics as well. Right. Yeah, we don't know we don't know if anything has happened already. Exactly. So. But we so, will we will see. That was you know, that's, that's gonna be an interesting direction. Exactly. So um, next up. Next next we have uh Inge may have teased another Marvel captain, but not the one you think. So apparently there was a point in um, 1970s uh, era uh, at Camp Lehigh where uh, Captain America and Iron Man are trying to get more pin particles. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently um, there is some dialogue where Peggy says that an operative named Braddock or Braddock hasn't checked in and while that character remains unseen, it's potentially an Easter egg referencing Captain Britain's civilian alter ego Brian Braddock. Or at least the Braddock be. family. I about to say it could be best for all we know. Yeah. We don't know yet. Yeah. But more than likely if that is the case, it's probably Brian Braddock, aka Captain Britain. Which I I think they have been said that they were alluding to trying to get into the MCU. So that could have been a tie to that. Um, Avengers in Games. Why? Here's why Bucky didn't become spoiler alert. I don't know why they did that, but but yeah. So at the end of, I don't know if y'all talked about this part or not. I know y'all did a little bit. We did. Yeah. We did. We, we we basically said it made sense in the story in the movie story because, um, the, you know, at the end of the day, uh, Winter Soldier's story hasn't progressed the way it did in the comic so right. it made a lot more sense to have it go to to uh, sam wilson right and i kind of wonder because if you well you remember that part and when cap came back old and bucky was like go ahead it, it was almost as if like wait did they like meet up in the past and you know talk about it or something and 
and Bucky knew this was going to happen. Nobody knows. So, yeah, it's like, that's something we don't know. It's like, because it was, he was just like, yeah, go ahead. It's like, it's as if he knew, you know, what was going on with that. Because you would think he would have been the one to go over there in the first place. But, you know, anyway, because they were his oldest friend. Right, but we also, we're also, um, whatchamacallit, we're also dealing with, um, uh, an ending that they wanted, you know, an ending that they wanted to do. So they oh, wanted totally. to have it be, but you still. know, kind of like a solo conversation. Sure, so. but but yeah, but that conversation. So well, without because we know that Bucky and Falcon, Bucky and Falcon and Sam are going to get that um, a Disney show that's right. probably going to lead up to the fact that you know Sam gets the shield or Sam's going to train with the shield or get the shield, or whatever. Well, he's already got it, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? there's going to be more with that but anyway more questions that will get answered hopefully answered to at some point next up all right so apparently robert downey jr didn't want to do tony stark's last big line in endgame so what does this story say um because i know that it was part of a reshoot right and uh let's see so I don't want to go back and get into that emotional state. Oh, he didn't want to do it because they had already finished shooting. Ah, okay. And, yeah, and he and it was kind of a... So, I guess that's touching, you know, that he didn't mm. he didn't want to get back into that mind state because it was kind of heavy. Sure, sure, I sure, suppose. sure. Okay, so that explains that. I didn't understand why, but now I understand. Because it was a reshoot, specifically, and after they had kind of... After some actors... Um, had kind of, um, you know, maybe he didn't have any other reshoots, so he didn't have to worry about getting into uh, that character mindset again. Right. Maybe. So, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, there's more to it, but that's, that's, that's the gist of it. Uh, Chris Evans reveals Avengers in-game set video now that spoiler band is lifted, and then apparently, yeah. So we apparently took, all took set videos. Yeah, because RDJ also took one, um, which is a story I got in a couple of. Right, like in addition to up. yeah, I was about to say in addition to uh, what were the early ones that we saw? Chris uh, Pratt, Chris Pratt, uh, uh, Elizabeth um, Olsen, Olsen, yeah, who was looking really good in that outfit. But anyway, um, <laughs> there was someone else. Was there someone else? Or was that it? I felt like there was someone. Oh, it was, it was Chris like. Hepworth. Hemsworth had yeah, one too. There you go. Yeah, uh, Hemsworth, Pratt, and and Olsen all had it. So. Right. So it's it's kind of funny that you know since everyone's got access to their phones, they're just like you know what, we're not going to spoil anything. We're going to wait for a little while, you know, after the movie's out, and just post stuff that's not spoilery. And right. That was cool. There we go. I must have misclicked on that one. So yeah, RDJ shows his his beside beside. So his had a video, and uh, pretty much everybody else did. Almost everybody else did. Okay. Um, and apparently, there's another article going around. Is like they should have been filming. And and again, I say, what are you going to do? Fire him? <laughs> Who's that? No, I was like, what were they going to do? Fire them for for taking a, 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 at this point? No, they were right. Not. Right. So. Well, but at the very, at, but, but at the end of the day, they were at least tastefully, you know, and they uh, waited until after the the, the exactly, you know, exactly. The, That's the, the key. That's the key. Right. All right. So apparently, I get this this next story. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. So here is um, the story behind Captain America's butt in <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Hey, that's America's uh, ass. Yeah, it's <laughs> apparently, you know, there's an origin to the joke. Um, you know, according to 
uh, McFeely, one of the ride, the co-writers. It's a little meta. Uh, Chris Evans has never been comfortable with the outfit from the mm-hmm. first Avengers movie, the spandex one. So uh, you know, as as a, as looking back, it's a little way to wink at how that was then and this is now. And uh, you know, by the time where they got to the fight scene where he defeats himself, his butt's on the ground and he's just sitting there for a callback. <laughs> so yes, it's pretty funny. Yeah. I'm looking at an article on this page uh, before we go on. It says, the Russo brothers confirmed that the Hulk Avengers in-game damage is permanent, which seems stupid considering he's, his healing factor is pretty amazing, especially that he's gamma-powered. And this, you know, but I don't know. Marvel stuff. I mean, MCU well, stuff, I guess. What I was going to say is, if I'm not mistaken, the Russos went... Um, we're, we're on record as saying, yeah, that should be permanent, but this is the Marvel Universe, and future directors and future writers can, you know, find ways to, to change that. Sure. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, and, and it's it's something that we referenced on the Treasury Edition, by creating that kind of, you know, high cost of using the Infinity Gauntlet, they raised the stakes, and, you know, it was appropriate for the movie, but it's not something we're familiar with as fans of the comics. Right. Where literally anyone can slip on a gauntlet with all six of the gems, and be like, "Hey, I I can do anything," and there's no real cost or physical cost to it. Right. So. Yeah. So. That's all right. Next up. Um, Next up. Guess what? Avengers Endgame passes two billion, which is now the number one movie of to date. I'm, I hate saying of all times because that's stupid because you don't know what of all times is, but to date. I will say oh, that. They say two. of all time. It's the number two of all time. That's what I said, yeah. Oh, no, because it's not yet number one, because we all know that uh, the, the, the blue the blue tree huggers um, are in the number one spot. And there's another one that is coming fairly soon. Another uh, Avatar movie. Right. There's a bunch of Avatar movies coming out, allegedly. But, yeah. When, uh... Anyway, so yeah, so two bill and still going. So there you go. Next... So the original title of, of Avengers Endgame was actually kind of a spoiler after all. So according was to it Joe, though? according to Joe Russo, the original name of Endgame was Avengers Infinity Gauntlet. So I'm not sure how that's a spoiler. Yeah, that's that's what I said when I read this. I'm like, it wasn't, it wasn't, but I'm like, by this point, like Infinity War had the gauntlet. What and it's been talked about. Well, anyway, so yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, it probably would have been a little bit of spoiler to people like us. Yeah. But even then, still, I'm like, okay, yeah, but we already know. Da, 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 da. So, yeah, and mm-hmm. it is what it is. Next up, uh, Marvel's The Eternals narrows in on Captain Marvel cinema cinematographer. So, Ben Davis is reportedly on board for Chloe Zhao's The Eternals. The, uh, the, the project's still a mystery, but apparently they got somebody to shoot it. And speaking of, I was about to say, you know, we're we're starting to get more Eternals news because Game of Thrones, uh, Richard Madden is in talks for Marvel's Eternals. So uh, Game of Thrones actor Richard Madden, who played Rob Stark on the HBO show, is in talks for an unnamed role in Marvel's Eternals. Well, if you knew about the Red Wedding, I was going to say, if you knew about the Red Wedding, you would know what happened to Rob Stark. And, um, and, And this is all according to Variety. Yeah, except for that unnamed role could possibly be Icarus, 
which was basically one of the leaders of the Eternal, at least according right. to this article and others saying right. that. So there you go. Next, uh, three Star Wars movies being released starting in 2022. So last week we talked about, uh, or was it last week or week before last, we talked about. Uh, you know the the powers that be at Lucasfilm saying that nah, we're gonna take a break from Star Wars film. We got you know we got this one thing and maybe this uh, the Old Republic thing that might be a thing. But and but um, but we're gonna take a break from Star Wars movies. And now we come to find out that um, that's that breaks only a couple of years apparently. And that may be actually including, may or may not be including the uh, old republic. Speculation, according to this article, it could be that this could be the trilogy that Ryan Ryan Wood Johnson uh, had talked about like a while ago. That he said he mm-hmm. wanted to do a trilogy, um, and that could possibly be what this, what those three movies might be. Mm-hmm. Because episode nine is going to be the end of the Skywalker Skywalker saga. And, uh, you know, there's no shortage of Star Wars things they could do anyway. Next. Last but not least in cinematic news, uh, Batwoman, Katie Keene, Nancy Drew have been ordered to series at CW. Jane, the Virgin spinoff, is not moving forward. So the CW has picked up three pilots to series. Batwoman, Katie Keene, and Nancy Drew have all been ordered for the 2019-2020 season. Nancy Drew. Well, and, yeah, uh, we knew about the Batwoman one. Oh, well, let me forget that. We knew about the, they did the pilot for the Batwoman one, and the Katie King one was kind of a known issue. The, the, the only real new one. Well, the fact that Batwoman got picked up, but the Nancy Drew one is definitely the the one that's came out of the blue, I guess. Right. Which I can imagine. Well, I can imagine. But anyway, moving on, we won't, we won't go into right. that. So we're going to transition to uh, comic book news. We are. Um, I'll go ahead. All right. Uh, first things first. I right, pop up. Uh, DC kills. Right God damn it. <laughs> What's that? We were in the same place. But I said the exact same thing. Um, <laughs> DC kills. Spoiler alert in the Terminus agenda. So I alluded uh, to this last week uh, when talking about the Teen Titans Deathstroke uh, crossover. And uh, it's may appear is that uh, part of that equation has been X'd out. Right. If you haven't read it yet, and, you know, if you didn't listen last week, then I won't. Actually, yeah, I, won't I rang that. the bell just in case, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 a little soon to be dropping complete spoilers on this that happened. You know, this yeah, we've done it, done it sooner than that. The book's a week old at this point, but yeah, I mean, and who'd say that is actual thing? Well, it seemed like, because when I read it, I was like, oh, what, what, what Hmm. What's going to happen at this point? Yeah, exactly. Like, what is that book? What is this book going to do? But even though there was a, at the end of the page, we, you know, it alluded mm-hmm. to something. But if that's not to say it could be permanent or, you know, whatever. That's or a, or a fake out or something. I, yeah, could be. But I don't know. That that seems a pretty definite way to go. But mm-hmm. anyway, it's comic books. It could something could possibly happen. But yeah. Or it mm-hmm. could be a Nightwing situation. Right. I kind of doubt it, given what happened. Anyway, next up. Uh, DC's Ar- Arkham Knight dropped a major clue about his identity. And since I am not reading um, 
detective. I don't know what it is, but apparently this article kind of alludes to he could be possibly a future Tim Drake. Right. That's some stupidity right there. Future, you know, like, I hate time travel. Moving on. Um, because then didn't Tim go to into future and Batman Beyond? But yet he's now back in Young Justice. I don't know. So you all, let me not back, but he's young him in Young Justice now, which he got his head. I always remember. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, next up, DC collaboration turned Batman and Superman into Chinese warriors. So there's some new figures coming out uh, in the DC line from DC from DC collectibles. Uh, that does exactly right. Now, I expected the Batman to be more like that, um, the, the movie version, the, the animated movie version, but apparently not. Or maybe it is, and I'm not, I don't remember. But it doesn't sound like it. I don't know what you're hitting on there, but it's, it's, it's coming across. Okay. It's just the ball. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so there, those will be out there soon at some point. I don't know. It doesn't have a date. It's just a it's just a Spalding ball. Fans of the West Wing will recognize this as um, similar to the ball that uh, Toby Ziegler bounces around his office. Um, next up in news, uh, the new Hasbro Avengers Endgame toys and figures get into serious spoiler territory. Um, so obviously, you know. Uh, Roddy Cat is showing some pictures of some of the uh, toys that have been released recently in the wake of the release of Endgame, and yeah, definitely some of them are pretty spoilery. <laughs> okay, at this point, yeah, not the ones not that you've shown yet, but there's later ones. I mean, I don't know. Even some of these don't really seem all that. That one is. Uh, I guess. Well, that, that one definitely one, is. Yeah, that one kind of is. Yeah, yeah, that one. Def- that one definitely is. That one is too. Kinda, sure. I can see that one, but the most of these, not so much. <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on. Um, if you've watched, if yeah, if I, if you're watching the video, you saw what was going on. Um, Michelangelo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is Batman in this cool. Uh, it's, San Diego Comic Con 2019 action figure. So oh I guess this, so I guess there's a Batman version of of uh, Michelangelo. Or excuse me, a yes, that's what I said. Uh, that's going to be uh, at San Diego Comic Con, probably exclusive from Entertainment Earth. So it's a uh, figure is limited to ten thousand pieces, and obviously you'll be able to get it come San Diego Comic Con. Next. Uh, Marvel editor-in-chief has an idea for the next comic book to sell a million copies. So, um, hmm. you know, good luck on that. That's a lot of comics to sell. Um, the last big thing that uh, Marvel launched um, with a million copies was what, X-Men number one? No. According to this, is Star Wars Star number Wars. one five, yeah, five years Wars, ago yeah. when... Why wow, has it been five freaking years? Jeez. Um, Lang- uh, to quote Captain America, language. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh. But yeah, so Star Wars number one, and then uh, apparently, um, uh, they're talking about um, 
absolute carnage number one possibly being that and this article has gone through a couple of uh, updates so apparently CB has gone through a couple of iterations his idea uh, originally was that what if a Japanese writer became successful and ended up uh, EIC of the publishing company that he works for but the spoiler is he's white hmm <gasps> let me stop I know that's been brought up a few different times I didn't have I didn't need to do that but I felt like it anyway and yeah there's been a couple of teases going around by the way um uh of people coming back to Marvel uh, I, I've been noticing that including this one from Brad Meltzer I guess or actually I don't know if he's worked from, for Marvel before yeah I honestly I'm not sure about that I know that there are teasers of, there's a teaser with uh, Walt Simonson mm-hmm. there's, there's a, the Eminem's Right, there's definitely a teaser with a bunch of uh, creators, so we'll see how that uh, plays out. Right, in a certain script uh, uh, or in a certain font, so that's probably saying something. And I don't know if that has anything to do with that. Um, um, Age of Age of uh, not Age of um, Acts of Vengeance sequel thing, but whatever. Anyway, next up, Pat Gleason signs exclusively with Marvel. Congrats to him. Next yeah, time. I mean, you know, it's it's not it's not the height of the exclusivity wars anymore, but uh, it's kind of interesting to see who is uh, transferring it's to the, which. It's the know, first one in the in a minute that's gone the other way because the most of ones we've seen have been going towards DC lately. Right. We, what we've seen with Marvel is a big influx of indie indie talent and uh, mm-hmm. and talent from other areas uh, moving to Marvel. So. You know, we'll see how this shakes out over the rest of the year. Next up. Right. Um, Star Wars, a previously unannounced Kylo Ren novel may have leaked. So an unannounced uh, Kylo Ren-focused uh, Star Wars spinoff novel may have been leaked thanks to a mistake by publisher Penguin Random House. So... Um, the description, which was leaked and uh, was later changed before it was changed, read confidential and unannounced, the standalone Star Wars title delving into the character of one of the biggest names in the Star Wars universe, Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. All right. And you can see the tweets of what, of that, how that went down. But OK, but. Lucasfilm announces Journey to Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker publishing program, which basically means that, hey, there's going to be a bunch of books uh, under the banner of Journey to Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker coming out this fall. So I think the only thing that could be said about that is... Having fun with the sound effects, are we? A little bit. A little bit. Hey, it's appropriate. Um, so yeah, there's like there's going to be a bunch of books leading up to um, the 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 rise of Star uh, Skywalker movie in December. No surprise. They, I think we talked earlier about the gluts of Star Wars comics at, at the very least. These are most of these are novels, and I think a couple of them were comics, which most assuredly will happen. Next, all right. So you just did the journey to Star Wars, right? I did. Okay, so Marvel offers a Mother's Day gifts at local comic shops so what they're offering are um some giveaways uh for mother's day uh uh, based on the uh, marvel rising stuff so you're going to get coloring posters 
um, and um, exclusive and an exclusive free Marvel bookmark as they explore the Marvel universe. And um, yeah, and those are the two giveaways. But they're also going to be promoting uh, some of that Marvel Rising stuff and some of the uh, all ages stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So happy Mother's Day, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. That seems weird. But I mean, we know there's some mothers that that comics, so that's not totally out of the realm. But I don't know the the, the way they piece it, it seems weird. Next up, though, uh, June cover revealed Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three: The Black Order, which is the um, video game that's coming out uh, on the Switch in June uh, exclusively. But it's, there's a good chance that it's going to go go elsewhere later on the line but it's a Nintendo Switch exclusive at this point uh, and this is an article saying that you know Game Informer's you know basically doing them they tend to still do well they're still in print one and they do like monthly uh, cover stuff and this is the uh, digital version of one of the articles so including a video or another, another trailer for it so you can go check that out uh, at your leisure I'm looking right. forward to that. Uh, to that. Uh, to that. Next. Uh, next up, uh, major comic book uh, graphic novel distributor Baker and Taylor is uh, shutting down its retail distribution business, which includes the distribution of graphic novels to comic shops and bookstores. So they intend to concentrate strictly on library and educational markets. Hmm. So that's definitely. Uh, uh, I guess a blow to um, the distribution networks that uh, some bookstores had in order to uh, obtain their trade paperbacks. Um, it looks like Diamond also used Baker and Taylor to uh, distribute through bookstores as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's kind of that's an interesting take. So we'll see if there's any you know any lasting blowback from it. Um, or if it affects it in a major way or whatever. Uh, Sweet Valley High comic promises authentic Wakefield drama and even more twin switches. Whatever that means. Okay. But so, yeah, there's a Sweet Valley High comic book coming out. Because, so, you know, you got to mind it all. That is funny. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing the Sweet Valley High books like... Uh, oh, I do too. On the bookshelves. I, I wager that I think they're still on the bookshelves. Like I said, I'm not 100 percent sure they still are. I'm glad that they are. I think I don't know. I can't remember because I can't. The last bookstore I've been into, I didn't go that deep into. So, mm. but but I feel I don't know. I could be okay. wrong about. Next up, though. Right. So you. So this story is about a book that dropped this week. Uh, Black Magic oh, yeah. meets Black Excellence from Image and Skybound. So Roddy Cat uh, spoke about um, the first issue of this Excellence series earlier. Yep. He uh, did a quickie review. Uh, the book is by Brandon Thomas and Kari Randolph and Emilio Lopez on, I think, uh, Colors? Yes. So, um, I can't remember it's, who the uh, letter is, but, yeah. I'm sorry? I can't remember who the letter is, but... But ultimately, this is, as Ryder Cat mentioned, this is uh, a take on magic in, uh, in, uh, in, 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 a re- in a very real setting, so... 
And apparently this article said the same thing I said when I was talking about it, is that, and that it's, well, actually, Carrie, Carrie Randolph, and speaking about this book, said the same uh, similar thing, which I did not know. But no, this isn't Harry Potter with mag- Magicians of Color, as Randolph sells it. It's the farthest thing from that, and it totally is. Uh, so yeah, if, if, you know, what I said earlier kind of interests you, or if you heard about this book, you should go check it out. It's 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 a interesting uh last but not least uh layoffs have been begun due to the oni lions forge merger did we announce this merger last week i don't believe we did no all right um, so there's a precursor right there's a precursor story in that oni uh has merged with lion forge mm-hmm. and apparently my understanding is that they're uh, I, you know, I read an article about the merger and their staffs, the production staff, the management staff is not that big between the two companies. So it's very unfortunate that that uh, there have to be layoffs. But of of, of course, apparently you're going a bunch to get them. them. I'm sorry. It's apparently it's a bunch of layoffs. Well, what I was going to add is that apparently, you know, as with all mergers, and acquisitions, there's duplication, and in order to, uh, in order to, uh, tr- in order to avoid duplicating roles um, in a business that obviously operates on very small margins, um, they have to have layoffs. And if I'm not mistaken, the staff, each each comic book company had a staff of maybe twenty to twenty five people. So it's pretty unfortunate that. A uh, number of those people are being laid off, mm-hmm. you know, in in in, uh, in an effort to consolidate the two companies. Um, and they're go- my understanding is that they're going to be operating out of the Oni Press uh, headquarters. So, right. So I don't think we talked about it last week because I don't think it actually happened, uh, or there was any news about it, or there might have right. been news about it happening. There might have been rumblings about it happening, but nothing definite. Right, that's what I thought. So that's why I thought we had skipped the story. But then I no, because I do remember we did not talk about this at all. And maybe I just didn't. Maybe there was some news about it, and I just didn't get it. But regardless, uh, you know, I was about to say you got the more current story, right? And um, uh, so yeah, and there's a tweet that pretty much sums up the feelings from one of the people affected by this, um, which is a raw deal from them because that's that's. Sadly, it's not the people at the top that has co- that ends up going. It's the people at the bottom or nearest the, the people actually doing the, the work. You know that get affected by this. Mm-hmm. Oh, in- including I guess. Wait, huh? Steens got put out of got 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 um. Oh, apparently there's a couple of people of color, which rightfully you know and. Uh, it, there's a lot of shit that happened during during the course of this this layoff, and it doesn't look good uh, for the for for Oni and Lance Forge, I guess. So that's pretty that's pretty bad dealings for the people that got affected. Mm. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I would imagine, tough. yeah. I don't. We don't know. We don't know how the how how the the Line Forge staff is affected. What we're learning is through uh, tweets, mm-hmm. and you well, know, we some, do kind of. At least, or at least from one or two tweets, we do kinda. Because, like I said, one of the people that 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 tweet is in here is from Lance Forge, right? But, Forge. but like I said, you know, we we don't, you know, we don't have the best idea of who they're keeping, and obviously they're doing a top to bottom review because they're they're organizing into one publishing company. Um, so yeah, as I said, 
they let go of 40 so that, that the math makes sense um uh because if if the uh, the staffs were let's say in the 25 to 30 range mm-hmm. you combine them together you're, and you're trying to run a leaner ship it makes it makes sense that they you know kind of you know go down to that 20 to 25 range again right but yeah it's unfortunate that that sucks but yeah, uh you know much. in the in the in the market that we have right now uh consolidating unfortunately is probably going to happen to some of the smaller uh publishing shops that are out there yeah so i i suspect we will probably hear more of this going on in the weeks ahead but until then uh that is it for the news all righty so let's wrap up the show. tonight with our yep. last ad our last ad is for Funko Funded for Sight. It's your home for exclusive collectibles such as their world-famous pop vinyl bobbleheads, apparel, t-shirts, hats, and stocks, and brand merchandise, custom DIY pop figures, art books, and skateboards. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. To place your first order with 10% off, and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Funko link and place your order. When you get to the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10 for your 10% off discount. Funko through cspn.us. Do it today. And uh, as whoops, alrighty. As we get to the end of this here show, we'd like to thank everybody for coming for coming out. Uh, we will be back next week. This time nine nine thirty ish, same time to record this one here podcast. Until then, I, I was going to add though. I was going to add though. Let you know. Uh, yes. Be aware. Be aware because it is John Wick opening weekend. So next weekend, next weekend. So right, and that. So so just in case, just in case, be on the lookout for any tweets. Um, I doubt that we're going to be rescheduling um, next week's show. It's not one of those like opening opening night things. That's something we we'll probably hold off until Friday or Saturday. Yeah, but we shall see, depending on how our plans work out. So uh, it's just good to um, to forewarn anyone who's listening um, about the possibility, at least, of movie protocols going into effect yeah yeah I, yeah i'm kind of doubting we will but just in case yeah like i said we'll say to you on twitter's uh we'll 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 definitely talk about that um that being the case of something else i was gonna bring up real quick um and i totally can't remember what it is so uh agent underscore 70 on twitter and instagram PC underscore dirt on Twitter, popculturenet on Twitter, popculturenetwork.com, and his uh, other sites under that umbrella. Rella, Rella, Rella. Uh, Tim, D O G G 98 on Twitter, The Click Nation, that's D K L I Q N A T I O N on Twitter, uh, CB Cron on Twitter, TheClickNation.com, and of course, comic book resources where he's over there writing his face off. And for myself, Rodicat, you can find me at Rodicat on Twitter, Newsers Need on Twitter, Newsers Need Reddit, uh, Instagram, you can find me at CBCaps. Uh, CSPN 
Coastlandpodcast.us. That is the site for the Coastland the Podcast Network where you can find this show and other shows uh, like it. Well, not necessarily like it. Because we're pretty much the one of our own on that network. Hmm. Uh, for various reasons. Thank you. Uh, oh, you're, still, you're still keep adding on. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, sometimes you gotta. Uh, subscribe to this podcast at Google Play. Because I'm still actually trying to think about what I was going to say. It was some, somewhat slightly important, but I'm, apparently it's not since it's slipping my tongue. Uh, Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. And, of course, the Coastal Little Podcast uh, SoundCloud page where you can find this here podcast. Uh, and with that, we will say bid you adieu until next week or therein. And we'll say, and actually I'm also stopping because whatever I was going to say clearly is not that important. <laughs> um, it happens. Yeah, or it was at the time. I'm pretty sure as soon as we wrap up, I will remember it but until then this has been the combo chronicles we will see you all later peace peace one good evening would you believe it's it's dr doom what's on your head